Hello and welcome to Books and Stuff I Like, where I talk about books and stuff I like. We have a great one today. We're going to be discussing The Martian by Andy Weir, as long as well as one of the books in the DMZ comic series. So stick with us. Like anybody would go anywhere. Um, phrases like stick with us are, are, are going to go by the wayside with this next next generation will not know what commercials are or or will at least know what commercials are in a different uh, setting. But that's not what I came here to talk about. I came here to talk about books and stuff I like. Could you believe it? This is the 26th consecutive episode of Basil. That means one half of a revolution around the sun. That's six months of weekly doses of basil. How much fun is that? Um, I don't know how to feel about it. It started one day I was having a particularly worky day at work. You know those those days at your job. And it just so happened that about that time, uh, a local radio station was advertising for... Um, they needed a a DJ from like like three to five in the morning, something stupid. And if it wasn't for the terrible pay, I'm assuming it's terrible. I've never bothered looking into it, and the uh, the wacky hours. Um, I I I often think about being a radio DJ, but then it just hit me. Let's. Why can't I keep the job that that ninety nine days out of one hundred? I'm I'm regretting to leave every day that that might be putting a little strong but i could also talk into a microphone just for fun and wouldn't you know it i'm having the time of my life 26 weeks in a row uh, that i've been able to post this that time is a son of a bitch that's not what i came here to tell you about on this 26th episode of Basil. Over the weekend, this last weekend, I watched a movie called The Cable Guy. It is on Amazon Prime. It's a movie from the mid-90s. For some reason, I cannot remember why. I The, the uh, logo, the thumbnail, is what we would call it now, of that, that movie is burned into my memory from the local movie store as a kid it, i i don't i don't know if it was i don't know why just that that um it would have been a vhs cover is is in my head but i had never watched it i finally watched it what what an okay movie it has an early jim carrey a 1996 movie i believe jack black is in it not as a super main character but he's he's in it a young jack black he's so I'm going to quote Family Guy here. I think it's a quote. He's so chubby and charming. I love Jack Black. Uh, Matthew Broderick is in it. He did not age well, even in the 90s. Um, that's uh, Ferris Bueller, if you're like me and did not know that. He is married, I think, to Sarah Jessica Parker. 
Sarah Jessica Parker, who holds, see, I'm getting all flustered because I think Sarah Jessica Parker is just, I have a thing for her. There is a whole category of women I'm into that I will admit are not objectively attractive. And I think Sarah Jessica Parker's in that group. She is not an attractive woman, but for some reason, I think she's insanely attractive. How fun is that? So way to go, Matthew Broderick. So the premise of the movie is Matthew Broderick uh, befriends, I don't know if he befriends him or him befriends he, the cable guy, and the cable guy is Jim Carrey, and um, the cable guy is not as, as sane as a person should be and kind of infiltrates himself into Matthew Broderick's life. It's funny, you know, it's it's really 90s. The, the, there's a, the, the love interest in the movie is, you'd recognize her f- from the 90s. Um, <clears throat> she has that really 90s heroin chic look. She, I don't know what words are. She's real skinny. She wouldn't pass for attractive in today's thick world, which I think is, I mean, I mean, all shapes and sizes are fun. I would have hated hated to been a female with a big butt in the 90s or a female with a little butt now <clears throat> i would just hate being well i don't know how i feel about being a female it's a good movie um not a great movie yeah you get to see an early jack black that's fun um the whole premise of of befriending somebody or somebody coming into your life and then ruining it and refusing to leave and everyone around you can see can only see that this person is charming and can't see that it's terrible is a very unsettling thing for me um i don't know why it always has been so that this movie was i mean it's supposed to be unsettling but it was uh, you know funny and unsettling but for somebody like me a, a sensitive young type like myself uh, finds it, finds it especially unsettling, but still early Jack Black. That's, that's fun. And, um, you know, Jim, Jim Carrey is, is always funny. That's the cable guy. It's on Amazon prime. Watch it if you want or don't. I do not care. All right. All right. All right. So for the last six months, y'all have been around for my legitimate, unbiased exploration into the genre of science fiction, and mostly uh, my attitude's kind of been meh. Um, but I do know from from the little bit I, I've been reading so far that the space stuff is a lot of fun for me. I was one of those kids who wanted to go to space camp. Never quite made it to space camp. And I really like it because uh like like NASA just sent people up to do stuff and and that's always cool. I it's it's just as much fun for me now as it was when I was 8 years old. And I really like that. Uh, a lot of things like I don't, I was, I was big into dinosaurs when I was real little. I could give two craps about dinosaurs now. Um, I mean, I see the appeal, but I don't, I don't care. I, I can't name, I have no desire to be able to name any dinosaurs, 
but space is is still a neat thing um and we all know that that five-year-olds young children have excellent tastes in foods and careers and just general cool stuff so space is fun i'm enjoying the the space type books that i'm reading I know I kind of badmouthed Dune, but I I never once said that I didn't get the significance of Dune, which I I do. But we are talking about The Martian by Andy Weir. We know this book, we know of this book because there was the movie with Matt Damon that's on my to-watch list. I'll get around to it. I wanted to read the book, of course, before seeing the movie, but I also wanted to Wanted to be able to discuss it uh, without seeing the movie. I, I, I like Matt Damon. I like the things that he does. I think this would be an excellent movie. So the, the book, if, if you're not familiar with it, a guy is on a Mars expedition with a group of, of people. And the book opens by something going terribly wrong. And this guy is left for dead on Mars. That's the first page of the book. And then everything else in the book is about him trying to survive alone on Mars. What a, what a neat premise. What a difficult premise. I want to say I, I had issues with this book. Andy Weir did a great job up against a very difficult task. I just described the whole book in two sentences. He had the uh, the the main the real main action of the book done in a couple paragraphs, where this guy's left on Mars. He wrote the rest of the book for the most part, and I don't know what the movie's like. One character in one setting, with with really one one main goal. You know, there's no, there's no bouncing that character uh, off other characters to see how he grows and develops. There's no character arc. There's no storyline. There's, there's, there's nothing. And I don't know what Andy Weir's story is. I know he's not an author. He's like a software engineer. He's a programmer. I don't know what that means. Um, oh yeah, no software engineer. There's some more words. I don't know if there's a difference or what he looks okay um not a bad looking dude um he's a hobbyist of subjects like relativistic physics orbital mechanics and the history of man's space flight okay cool one one note i want to make is in the hard copy book that i got on the uh, the copyright page said originally published in digital format. I think this Andy Weir fella just published his own book on Kindle on Amazon, like like we've all looked into doing. And then somebody picked it up for a movie, and then it was made into a hard copy. That's just me thinking. I I could be completely wrong on that. Um, you can tell that Andy Weir is not an author. There's some there's some parts of this book like he he throws around too many adjectives and adverbs, and uh, he could he could really benefit from a thesaurus. Uh, some of the characters aren't necessarily believable. Um, he could really benefit from some lessons in show don't tell. He likes to just tell what characters are. And the bulk of the narrative is 
epistolatory. There's a word. Wow, that that just came came up into my brain. Um, it's his diary or log. And there's sometimes if you really look into that, and I get nitpicky about you know the epistolatory uh, writings or the the diary writings, where if you'd really think about it, and I forget specific examples now, but it wouldn't be somebody that somebody would have logged in a diary. Um, if you really want to get nitpicky with this, you can, and it's not that hard to do. But what a banger of a story for all the things that Andy Weir is up against as a writer to have one character on one setting trying to get one job done, one one big goal in mind. He does a really good job. It's a very readable book, a very good book, and it doesn't get too formulaic. Like it is at times it, it seems like it does where a chapter opens. Here's a big problem. Middle of the chapter, he solves that problem. By the end of the chapter, there's a new problem. You know, that, that whole formula, it falls into that at times. I think it'd be a really, a really neat premise for a book to write something like that. And when the reader's halfway through, because when you're reading this book, or a book like this, not this book, you think, well, you know, you know, he's going to continue fixing every problem. I think it'd be really good to have a book like that, but halfway through the character just dies and the rest of the book is like a collection of short stories about a completely unrelated topic. And you kind of make a note there, don't say anything about this. So when people pick up this book, they have an ending that they don't even see coming. I, I think that'd be a really neat thing to do in a book or a, a movie. For some reason, this book, at times you feel like it's falling into that, but then at times you feel like, I don't know if it's all going to work out okay. And I can't pinpoint a reason why, as a reader, I felt like maybe it wasn't going to work out okay. Because, and I'm not ruining anything for anybody. When we're faced with something like this, with a storyline like this, we have been programmed to expect a happy ending. This book makes you doubt that programming. And that is a neat thing. That is a very neat thing. So The Martian by Andy Weir, I cannot comment on the movie yet, but the book is a very readable, enjoyable experience. And now on to something completely different. I had to check. I have not talked about the DMZ yet. Or maybe I have. I have no, I have no great way of checking. I have an okay way of checking. I mean, I do kind of keep track of what I'm, what I'm doing here with all of this. I, I didn't really expect to be doing this six months from now or from six months from six months ago. I didn't expect, I don't know what I expected. I did not expect a global pandemic and a hundred, it's probably close to 140 by the time you're hearing this. That's a lot. (laughs) Oh, that is a lot of people. Okay, DMZ comic book series. Amazon kept saying, hey, read this. Goodreads kept saying, hey, read this. And the premise is neat enough. So the, the DMZ is set in a in, in current times, but there is, has been a new civil war. Um, so DMZ is set in New York City, which exists as a kind of no man's land, between the United States forces um, pitted against the new country known as the Free States of America. 
And the comic series covers this New York City is set in New York City again as as kind of a no man's land. What a fun premise for a comic series. On that premise alone, I bought the first volume thinking it was going to be like a wartime, you know, generals and soldiers and strategy and letters to home and that's not what it is at all. Um, What the DMZ covers is there's the main character, Matty Roth, who is a early 20s freelance journalist or journalist. And a big news program hires him to go to the DMZ, that's New York City, to be their field reporter. And that's kind of about it. So after there's five books, each book I think is 18 issues. Uh, uh, the the series is done now, so it's it's just the five. Um, book one was okay, and I always I always get the second volume or book or what have you, no matter what I feel about it. Book two was terrible. It's so it just was so boring. And it, when you're expecting like soldiers and generals and you know, the president making deals, and I don't, I don't know. And then it's just this guy going around and interviewing people, and it didn't do it for me. But when I was, when I was logging the second book into Goodreads, I saw a review for the third saying, this is where it turns. The third book was really good. The third book gets really into political intrigue, there's elections, there's alliances between the groups and the DMZ. It gets to be less of a story about a civil war or anything, and it becomes something completely different, but that completely different is really good. Now, the artwork in the story I don't care for so much. They utilize a lot of guest artists, and they do it in a really neat way. It's a really refreshing type type of deal. Uh, they'll pick a storyline and run it for what would have been five issues in, in a 20-page comic. So you get these nice storylines that get deep into it, and then they'll go and they'll leave. But I don't know how to go about recommending this one because the first two books, so almost half of this whole series, was crap. And now the the third and fourth fourth books were very good. They they got they got a little bit more mature. I I guess is is my my best way to say it. And I don't know. I would think you could just pick up the third book and be okay with everything. Um, that makes me uncomfortable. I like to start at the beginning. I wouldn't recommend anybody to read the first and second book. So I don't know what to tell y'all. Um, I mean, read it or don't. I don't care. What a, what a goofy, what a goofy thing. I, I wish we could go back and like redo the first and second books. Um, because that is a very long time for a series to just not be any good. But the third and fourth are great. I'm upset now I have the fifth. I mean, when that's done, this is all done. I, I'd like it. I, I haven't read the fifth yet, obviously. Um, if it's anything like the third and fourth book, I'm going to want it to continue. So the DMZ, it was different, 
than what I thought it would be. Um, and not in a good way at first. And now, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun little read. So take that information however you want to. We are close to be out of time. I might be cut off soon. So as always, it has been a pleasure basiling with you for the last 26 weeks. That's six months. That's half a year. You can find me on Reddit, Gmail. What's the other one? Twitter. Oh yeah, I forget about the Twitter. I have all of those at Basil Podcast. It's been a pleasure. Stay safe. <laughs>